You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. We are back. Freestyle Friday with Jersey Drake. Tally underscore underscore Drake on Twitter. You can find him there. We are so pumped to be back yet again talking about week three. As I mentioned on yesterday's show, we are looking ahead and we are going to just get things rolling here. Make sure you guys are super excited. If you have not yet, you should subscribe to our podcast on YouTube. We are available there. We are trying to up our subscriptions. So, you know, if you have not yet, you should go ahead and get on that bad boy. If you want to listen to us audio style, you can hit up the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We give you all the latest ACC conference news. Drizzy Drake, what's going on? Happy Friday, my guy. Happy Friday. Thank God Friday is finally here. (laughs) The weekend was not so kind to you, boy. Also, I work 10 minutes away from Coral Gables, University of Miami's campus. I work primarily with Canes fans, mm. Woo! They let and you I'm have it. Di- I'll start a diet this week, so trust me, it's been a rough week. <laughs> I'm sure they gave it to you one time. Now, you know, of course, I've had everyone on the show this week talk about their respective losses, and then we're looking ahead. But I give you a chance, you know, just talk about Florida State for just a bit, just 30 seconds, let it off your chest. Jacksonville State loss, I'm sure you're just very frustrated. There's a lot of things going on, There's a lot of mixed emotions. I saw your co-host Max was on television talking about it. That was pretty dope. But just give me your thoughts here about, you know, what your team kind of went through and then where can we go from here i mean we can only go up that was literally rock bottom <laughs> i mean we, were t- we had never lost to an fcs team until that moment we were 26 and 0 and it's probably the most embarrassing loss in the program's history yeah. i blame everybody because i think within i told you over text messages i think within five minutes of the touchdown i wanted everybody fired and um <laughs> i've been a booster since i graduated from there okay and i contemplated pulling all my money out actually like the day all after. of I- your money yeah, I, I I increased my level every single year ever since I got, ever since I you know joined law, went to law school in twenty seventeen. So respect. Yeah, and but I didn't because one I worked in compliance and you know you work for university athletics like they need the money so that's something that, you know do that. So kind of like me saying that and then you're probably thinking what are other you know people thinking but it's nothing sort of embarrassment. It's a laughing stock. Um, hopefully with Wake we need a huge turnaround because boy we are in deep dire straits right now. Yeah, let's get right into it. Florida State will face Wake Forest, a big ACC matchup going into this weekend. Sam Hartman versus Mackenzie Milton, Jordan Travis, who knows what we're going to get. You know, but a little bit of a mixture of both at 3.30 on ESPN. We're excited about that. It's a bounce back game for Florida State. It's a who are we game for Wake Forest in a sense because they they haven't had a true test yet. However, you know, Florida State seemingly was a test based on that Notre Dame game, but maybe it speaks more to who Notre Dame is. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But I think this is a good, like, let's put our Dukes up, see where we're at. Let's evaluate the team for real. Coach Clausen, Coach Novell, and we could just get it rolling. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I agree with that primarily because with Notre Dame, I think that's what we saw the absolute best that this team can be. And then we just saw what at this team can be at absolute worst. Um, one of my issues with the game was that we just, you know, hurt all of our hype was, you know, we took the moral victory as an actual victory and we didn't show up. And then with wake, I mean, they only put FCS opponents so far, uh, mm-hmm. old dominion. And they also played Norfolk state. albeit mm-hmm. I mean, they beat them like they're supposed to, but if you actually watch the game against Norfolk state, they, if you look at the defense, one of the things that, you know, irritates me the most with um, teams, whether it be pro or college is poor form tackling and laziness mm-hmm. on the side of the ball. And that's something that, you know, really grinds my gears. And after watching the wake forest game in preparation for this weekend, um, 
I'm seeing a lot of like laziness and loafing around from that defense. So like maybe, maybe they weren't taking those you know, tune up games very seriously. So hopefully we yeah. can have some sleeping. Yeah. I mean, that's a very good point. I think that's a lot around, you know, the first couple games of the season, people think they can be asleep. Florida state though, up and down. I mean, Jermaine Johnson looked great, but then you have games where defense is just lackluster. Your secondary clearly went to sleep during that last part of the game. First final, final few seconds but i also blame you know the scheme that they were given like they can only do so much with what they're called but hey that's a whole another story for another day so florida state wake forest it's going to be a good one then you've got syracuse versus albany should be an easy one for dina babers and company but there's a lot of talk around who is going to be the quarterback is he going to make a switch i just who knows i think they can get two wins and that will be a step above what they did in 2020 season so maybe that'll be a happiness around you know the new york area but i'm not you know holding my breath you just never know what you're going to get out of that carrier dome what are your thoughts i kind of agree with that primarily because my gut was really really leaning ruckers because they do play really hard and greg shiano is a really damn good head coach mm-hmm. and also i mean they lost that game just not because their defense was poor they're just their offense just couldn't do anything. And then yeah. with the Q, with the QB controversy, I've never been a big fan of Garrett Schrader, even when he was with Mississippi State. I think he lacks accuracy in passing. And also, I mean, if you remember correctly, with he was in an alleged incident where he was out of the bowl game when he was there that one year. And mm-hmm. Tommy DeVito, I thought he was going to show out. I mean, he played played a pretty poor game. I mean, he only had 150 yards. I think his QBR was around the 30s, which is something you don't want in starting quarterback. So I think Dino really needs to, like, you know, I think ride with him because he basically is the lesser of two evils because I think that's the only focal point of their offense, and they definitely need a win here with against Albany. If you had not had a chance yet to listen to the Thursday show, strongly encourage you, as we had locked on Syracuse host Tyler Aki there, said there was a lot of struggle with the offensive line. It didn't matter whether you get, you know, which quarterback that you got. Is this the final game for Dino Babers? Do you fire him if they do not pick up the win? Yeah, it's Albany. Yeah. Like Albany, yeah. that's a, that, that's that's not like if you lost, if you maybe had lost to Rutgers. I mean, when you lose to Rutgers, like okay, that's like a program that's on the up and up. I think a lot of people like them in the Big Ten with Greg Schiano coming back. But Albany is a program that they're never been known for their football. They're barely mm-hmm. known for their basketball. They're one of the teams that come in, you know, into the Sweet Sixteen, not Sweet Sixteen, into the March Madness bracket, you know, every so often. But if you lose to that, that's almost on par with you know losing to Jacksonville State <laughs> in your own hope and in your in your own game at Doak. So. To me, yeah, that's something you, you probably would fire Dino in. Quite honestly, like it's it's better to move on from head coaches early on in the year. That way you can get your coaching staff in place for recruiting because the early sign period now is December 14th to the 16th. So to me, he needs to win this game. He also needs to win this game convincingly too. So if he doesn't win convincingly, you still think they might be like, listen, we just don't know what we got here. Yeah, I think you, I think you don't fire him, but I think everything starts in place where like, you start they making start, phone calls. They start making phone calls, start getting feelers. They hit up Jimmy Sexton, <laughs> the guy that you know represents every damn head coach out there, because that, that's what that's what happens, man. Like when you yeah. don't show up when you need to, like stuff's gonna be stuff that you no longer have it out of your control, and that's the worst place to be in, especially with your profession. I can't say I don't agree, but hopefully he can get this W and we can just keep rolling. But you never know. I, I've heard from the defensives. Are you heard from his leaders when they were at media day about how important it was to come back and kind of change things? So I feel like he's a player's coach a little bit. And, you know, look, Tyler Aki will probably yell and be like, no, he's lost the locker room. But, you know, here we are. I would hope that those guys want to fit, finish it off on a good note for their own sake, if nothing else. But we'll have to wait and see. Now, we're going to switch gears, of course, and talk about the Coastal Gus great games coming down the stretch here we're going to talk about unc virginia and duke our favorites and then we're going to get 
uh, my guy, Jersey Drake's game of the week. Before that, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something literally from everyone. If you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know what the Built Bar flavors are, well, frankly, you're missing out. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine. Listen, not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories with four to five grams of sugar. Order today and get your mint, brownie, raspberry, double chocolate, or whatever you might like. And you can head over to BillBar.com and receive a 15% bonus off your order when you use Locked15. That's Locked15 at BillBar.com to receive 15% off your first order. Sitting here with my guy, Drizzy Drake, for Freestyle Friday. We are going over these week-ahead predictions. We're on week three. Excited about ACC football. Hopefully, we get a better <laughs> group of games, get some strong wins. And let's talk about Tyler Aki, who mentioned that UNC versus Virginia tomorrow, I mean, Saturday at 7.30 would be, that is tomorrow, there it is, would be a great <laughs> game to watch. We are going to see Sam Howell versus Brennan Armstrong. A lot of talk has actually been around Brennan Armstrong and the Virginia Cavaliers. Bronco Mendenhall has done quite the, you know, progression when he look at his five-year track. And then you also talk about how Virginia was a 2019 Coastal Division champions. It changes every year because that's just the Coastal. But now all the hype being around Sam, Sam Howell and the UNC Tar Heels and Mac Brown, people are like, listen, Virginia's trying to let you guys know that it was cool and all to give all, all the media hype, but let's just sit here and say that they might be the better team after Saturday's performance. I would love to know your thoughts here. Yeah, I'm actually really big on Virginia in this game, primarily because I think, I mean, we've talked about it, and I now I'm kind of subscribed to the theory where when you guys get really, really hyped up, for some reason, one way or another, you find a way to, you know, not live up to that hype. And then also, Brennan Armstrong right now, statistically, is playing probably the best season of his career. Albeit, I mean, he beat Illinois by like five scores, which is absolutely ridiculous. Three or four or 400 yards. He's doing everything that we thought Sam Howell would be doing this year for Ooh. a Heisman Trophy thing. Like, I mean, like Sam, Sam, Sam is still is, I was say, 59-17 is a pretty good score, but I definitely get your point. Talent is certainly different, albeit Illinois is not that great either. But I 100, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing here. But I, yeah, Sam Howell was supposed to be the guy. Yeah, it's it's not that he's not playing well. I think he's still playing really well. But we expected Sam Howell to be like high. Like remember when Lamar Jackson came on the Heisman scene? He had like six touchdowns, seven touchdowns. It was like all like the team ran around him. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell's playing really, really well, but he's not meeting the standard I think we all set for him coming into the year. But see, I think that's our fault because we did not have that, you know, humility when saying that he has, his weapons are gone. Like his go-to guys, his ones he can count on are no longer there. Josh Downs is doing everything that he can, but like Antoine Green, step up. We need to have guys on the field and available. Joffrey Brown, what you doing? Where you at, my guy? Like we need to have the offensive line try and do something. Like that's all I'm saying. We can't have that constantly be the Achilles heel, all pun intended. And then defensively, you got to keep them in games. I think sometimes they've gone to, gone to sleep at the wheel at the most important critical parts. If you don't know how to tackle by now, son, I don't know what to tell you. Oh yeah, don't we? We're, we can do an entire episode about proper form tackling because trust me, that's I mean that's literally been just haunting me for the past two or three years. But yeah, the defense. I mean, that is one thing that you know also is not helping your guys' case at all. And Brandon Armstrong is like you know he's rolling out to his left, rolling out to his right. He is a really athletic quarterback. He actually has he's improved, and he I think he definitely is that is in that probably top five 
maybe now top three conversation for best QB in the conference would build Dracovic out. And listen, the fact that we were struggling against BB3, and I'm talking about Brendan Burmeister, that that yeah. frustrates me even more. That worries me even more because I think Brendan Armstrong is a way step above Burmeister, right? And I think he has wheels and he'll do it. He, I mean, he showed us. He beat us last season when they were, what, two and seven, whatever it was. Like, they can beat us if we don't show up. And it's a night game. You know, sometimes in all the world's stage for Carolina, it's real intense. You just never know what you're going to get. So I I toss it up. I don't even know what this game is going I think it's going to be a shootout, which I think is fun. You know, always fun to you know, look at. But that I agree with. I don't know if it's going to be on the side of the Carolina Tar Heels. But we'll see. You know, never know. Then we got Duke, who is rounding out the show here when we cover all of our teams for week three. They are playing Northwestern at 4 p.m. on the ACC Network. Gunnar Holmberg coming into the season with 498 yards. Mateo Durant doing the damn thing with his rushing. Like, I... My guy, I hope he just makes it through the end of the season. He has to put the team on his back every single game. I'm just begging the defense to give my give him something, help him out here just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, like he is literally, I think the the college football version of the Greek, you know, like mythology atlas. He just literally is carrying that entire program on his back, yeah. and like because he had what 250 yards the first game against uh, Charlotte, and then he had only 51 this past week, but he had three scores, which is also absurd. It's huge, and yeah. that to me, someone that shows like he's a He's not a selfish player. He's a genuinely cares and actually wants the team to win at any all at cost. And even Gunnar Holmberg actually played a pretty good game against NCA and T, which at, you remember at the beginning of that game, they were still in it. Okay. And then out of nowhere, Duke <laughs> comes comes out of half, like, no, this is not gonna happen, and scored 21 points and actually beat them by 45 to 17. And then with Gunnar Holmberg, I think he had like 30 yards rushing, which I didn't know that man was that athletic. See, I'm I like, think Damn, I bro, extend the play. Yeah, I think Coach Cut had to come to Jesus. He said, y'all ain't going to have me about to paint over some, you know, BS <laughs> losses. Like, Charlotte, I'll give it to you. Coach Healy, he's on the up and up. fine. Mm-hmm. North Carolina A&T, y'all are not going to sit here and embarrass me. So let's get it together. I think also not no longer having that Friday night game where they feel like they're a high school squad, like people will respect having a Saturday night slate. Like, let's give it to them, right? So I think they're in a different position, different mentality. But playing in Northwestern, they're not a you know, school to sleep at. They were just, what, in the Big Ten uh, cha- was it the Big Ten Championship? They were the Big Ten Championship last okay. year against Ohio State. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Look at me. You better go. Um, so yeah, I think that it's going to be a nice matchup. Will it be even? Mm-hmm. You know, it might get a little lopsided, <laughs> but I'm hoping Duke come. I hope Duke plays well. Say all that to say. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing with North playing against Northwestern. I actually am a huge fan of Pat Fitzgerald. I think he's a damn good mm-hmm. head coach. The problem is, I think they lost their defensive coordinator over the past year. Their defense has been some of the worst defense I think he's had since he's been there. His offense, they don't have a quarterback, really. I think it's Hunter Johnson, the former. I think he was at Clemson, and now he's there. He's not playing particularly well. And their backup is Ryan Helinski, who, who lost out the job after you know transferring from South Carolina. So they, they don't have an offense either. I honestly think that Duke has a really, really good Great. shot of winning. No, I think they can legitimately <laughs> – win this game because if you see right two now bad defenses against each other it's too bad be a shootout that we didn't expect but yeah but i think this is a game where mateo durant actually can go off and sure. actually carry the team to a win instead of you know going off and like you know having every the entire defense you know, fail behind them because he's going up against a team that's while they may be well coached yeah they don't have particularly anything to be scared of 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm I'm right here with you, but I don't know if I'm gonna give Duke that win right here. But hey, but last know. time, but last time you did see the whole Drake, I was like, Appalachian State, you cut me, you stopped me with that. So you know what? I'm gonna stick with my gut with this one. We have we've had a whole uh, Chase <laughs> Chase Bryce bash week. I feel so bad, poor guy. I'm sure he's over here listening, locked on ACC. Like God, y'all don't love show no love, but it's fine. <laughs> we do have to give you the best game of the week and then go over our betting here. We're gonna Drake. We're gonna go over what his last week's scores were and then. Talk talk about what he's got going on this week. So speaking of betting, we are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up to receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Right, go to Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Please use promo code Locked On. Wrapping up today's show here with Jersey Drake, you can find him at Tally underscore underscore Drake. He covers Locked On Seminoles podcast with his fellow co-host. Holds it down when it comes to college football in general, though. So I know you have a a game of the weekend that you think is going to be the best. What you got for me? I think it's Virginia versus UNC. I know that's that's a very common pick, but like that's gonna be a that's gonna be a damn good football game. I think you have really two good. It's gonna be stressful for you, but it's gonna be awesome for like me, Tyler, Ken, JJ, and AJ watching the game because <laughs> like you have two really damn good head coaches and Bronco Mendenhall and Mac Brown. You have mm-hmm. a hot, who was a Heisman contender, but now someone that kind of needs to have he kind of may have might have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, but he needs something to prove. And Sam Howell, Brandon Armstrong, whom like I said before, May is going to be contending for a top three QB in the conference. Very underrated. And this is something that I'm really interested in watching and seeing because it's going to be it's going to be a night game. It's going to be electric. I'm super excited. And quite honestly, it's going to be probably the best game of the weekend that's not Auburn Penn State. Who is your top quarterback of the conference right now? Oh, man. <laughs> God, because I'm thinking you say Brendan Armstrong's top three. There's got to be one who you feel two that you think are better, and I'm just curious who's two you think are. I think DJ shoved me up a little bit last week. I know they played South Carolina State, which I know is a garbage team, but he kind of. So the one thing you see with quarterbacks is, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, when you play to competition that's below you, you need to show up and show out, and that's something that he did immediately. Now it was going to be Phil Dracovic, and then he went up oh and hurt God. himself, which yeah. really sucks. Cause like, I think he's, he has NFL talent at like, and he's, he's a leader. He's a gamer. I For mean, sure. he's big Phil. That's the, that's the man. For sure. And him getting hurt really, really sucks. Sam Howell was up there, but I need to see him in big moments and big games like this. Cause I remember in Clemson against Clemson a few years ago, when y'all were really, really tight his freshman year, he didn't really show up, show out against us last year. He kind of, you know, faltered a little bit. So I need to see him. I think in big games, he plays well, but he doesn't give that extra bump up for you guys to win the final game. And to and that game against Virginia, if he if he wins that and only wins and covers, I think that actually shows a testament to like how good he actually can because he needs to step up to the play for that. He needs to be clutch. Ooh, you ain't never lie. You better go ahead and give the delivery. Passa is preaching today, boy. Okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's give the scores from week two. We had you what at. What is this? Let me count. You have four losses on the weekend, and that's okay, right? You you did fairly good. You had a lot of faith in Middle Tennessee State. Not sure why with Bailey Hockman, but okay. You had faith in Syracuse. NC State kind of let us down there with Mississippi State. I don't State. want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sad. I'm sad that they lost Peyton Wilson and Cyrus Fagan for sure. But that FSU, sucks. yeah, we thought that that was a gimme. So this week three, we're going to go through our you know respective teams. I'm going to give you the times. Make sure you guys are all set. ACC, we start Friday night. UCF playing Louisville, right? They'll play at 7.30 on ESPN. Jersey Drake prediction. Yeah, I think UCF is going to win this game. I will never, ever take a Scott Southfield-led team with Malik Cunningham as his quarterback. I think actually Malik Cunningham is a better quarterback than Scott Southfield is letting him be. So for me, I'm taking Central Florida, who has the better quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, the better head coach, and Gus Malzahn, who they're starting to hit all cylinders. I think Tyler touched on a little bit yesterday where I think they're the second-scoring offense in the entire country. And if yeah. they start the ball rolling and against a Power 5 win, which now, that now they know they're going to the Big 12, Start showing up a lot of points. I can see them winning this game by 20. So give me UCF to win and also give me them at my six and a half right now. Ooh, we. All right. Then we get to Saturday, starting out with our noon slate. We've got Virginia Tech and West Virginia at, yep, at noon on FS1. There it is. This game is so hard for me to pick. It's not even funny. And that's mainly because <laughs> I don't like Justin Fuente, but okay. they've, they've, I mean, they almost coached themselves out against Virginia Tech, against UNC. Mm-hmm. They, let Bailey Hawkman and Milton Saints like kind of stay in there okay. a little bit. Okay. They all right. There it so, is. So for me, but I don't think West Virginia is that particularly good. Like I don't I don't think their quarterback is that great. I think Neil Brown's a decent head coach, but I don't think he's shown any, any sort of improvement there that makes me believe that I mean they have Braxton Burmeister. I understand that, but like I don't think they're I me personally, I'm gonna take Virginia Tech to win this game. It pains me to do that. And if you're making a pick on this. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna make. A, I'm not gonna make a game pick on this. I'm not touching it. I don't. I, if you see my my sheet right now, it's blank and scratched out. <laughs> <Blank>. <laughs> I feel so, it. I feel it. I feel it. I think I'm, I'm gonna go. That. I think I'm gonna go with West Virginia here. I, I feel like I have more confidence Ooh. in Jarrett Doge than I do Burmeister. But you know, one day has proven me wrong already a couple times this season. So Same we'll here. have to see. Michigan State and Miami on ABC in Coral Gables. What you got? So everyone in my office wants Mandy is fired. Um, they basically are not happy with him. I think, remember, he had a press conference after the Alabama game where he's like, you know, they do this to everyone in Alabama. Well, you had six months to prepare to not be completely embarrassed on national TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to expect anything else from some guy that went to Miami Country Day High School. Shout out South Miami. But okay, to me, I like Mel Tucker. I like Mel Tucker a lot. I think he also mm-hmm. has a dynamic weapon in Kenneth Walker the third, the former Wake Forest running back. Yep. So for me, give me Michigan State to win this game to cover plus six and a half. And I'll take the money line. There it is. Western Michigan and Pittsburgh playing on ESPN 3 in PA. Shout out to you for making this your game of the week last week, Pitt and Tennessee, because hey. Kenny Pickett showed out. Kenny Pickett My is guy. the truth. Like, I mean, he's the man. He's like, he's such a likable QB and also he gets the job done. Like, he's a gamer. And Western Michigan is in for a rude awakening because Kenny Pickett's going to punch that ticket. He's going to cover at minus 15. So give me Pitt. Then we've got Albany and Syracuse. So Syracuse, I mean, you, I can't pick against Syracuse with this because it's Albany. Like I said, as I said earlier, uh, we don't even have the lines on betonline.ag. I like, just looked either. Um, I think it's going to open up probably tomorrow morning, folks, if you want it, minus 27, maybe minus 26 and a half. Take that because if they don't cover that, if they keep it like even within two scores, that's not even a win for that because Albany should not be playing on the field with Syracuse. Boston College and Temple. Yeah, Boston College and Temple. Temple's not a good team. The problem is that Boston College, you know, they, as we said before, they lost Phil Dracovic. Uh, they have, I think, what's the kid's name? Dennis Gross. Dennis Grossell. 
Janice Grossell. I know AJ said, you know, BC can still win nine games with him. I mean, listen, I said the same thing, you know, after Notre Dame and look at us right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm in pain, folks. I'm dead inside. The thing is with Dennis Grossell, I don't know anything about him. First, so I'm going to pick BC to win the game because Temple is not particularly good. I'm going to, though, take not any spread well whatsoever. I'm going to take the under 57 because either one of the two things is going to happen. BC is going to score a lot of points because no one has tape on Dennis Grossell or Dennis Grossell was a backup for a reason and they don't score very many points. So give me BC to win, but also give me the under 57. Ooh, we, I think Grossell is going to give us a little bit of hope and spark into those. I, I mean, it'll be a prove it for Coach Halfley, right? We'll say, if you want to be the coach that everyone says you're going to be, can you get your guys to step up in big ways and even play a team that, you know, you should, you know, arguably win against, even though you don't have your starting QB. All right, 3.30 games. We have got Georgia Tech and Clemson on ABC in Clemson. At okay. Clemson, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, whatever. You know, do the little rock thing with Howard's Rock run down the hill. Yeah, Here, Clemson's going to beat them by 50 points, and it's not because 50? of, like, well, I mean, yeah, it's just me being hyperbolic. But the thing is, though, Dabo doesn't like Jeff Collins. I don't know if you remember, like, two or three years ago, they were working out on the field, and Dabo tried to kick them off, and Jeff Collins is like, no, because Jeff Collins is – I like Jeff Collins, but he's kind of a weirdo, kind of a tryhard. And, Clem, and Dabo, ever since we beat them by a lot, every time we play them, he makes a point to beat us by 50 to 60 points. So <laughs> – and Georgia Tech does not still – I don't think they have Jeff Sims back yet. I think they still have Jordan Yates, who has not playing a little bit better. But against this, against this Clemson defense, I'm going to take Clemson, and you're going to give me a tw- mass 28 and a half because I think they're literally going to make a statement here. Well, not a statement. They're going to prove a point. They don't – Come on, make like a statement. <laughs> Three make 30 statements. on ESPN. <laughs> Stop it. Florida State and Wake Forest. Who you got? <sighs> okay. Uh-oh. Gotta have this, that, that was the, the heavy side. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is the come Jesus moment. I took Wake minus five on Sunday when the book opened. It's at minus four now. I would take Wake minus four here. I think Wake's going to win this game, mm. unfortunately, because they either see us losing a game like you know by a touchdown or, or, or us blowing out them out by you know two scores, mainly because I have no idea what we have in this team anymore. And we haven't seen much from mm. Wake Forest, but – well, I mean, like at this point, like I have no faith in the play calling the scheme and also the coaching staff not understanding the personnel and also the kids. You know, I just it's just it's just a lot of mess right now. I think Florida State's going to show who they are. I think they're gonna, I think they're going to step up and be like, you guys are sleeping on us and that's OK. We enjoy that. Thank you for playing. And they're going to step up for Coach Norvell. I think Wake I, Forest I, hope is gonna, so. I, mean, I think Wake Forest is going to sleep wet the bed because they've been playing really like mediocre teams so far. But you know it isn't. It isn't Winston Salem, so that's another reason that it could be to the advantage of the Demon Deacons. All right, we got four o'clock. We are going to Northwestern and Duke. Yeah, give me Duke plus three. Give me Duke money line. I think. I think the battle of the nerds. I think Duke actually pulls this out against Northwestern. I like Pat Fitzgerald, but I think David Cutcliffe. I think you said oh is on his swan song. It's his last hurrah, and I think okay. he's winning. This will be a big win in your last year if you actually beat a Big Ten team and be a team in Northwestern who played in the Big Ten championship. I just Agreed. Said before. And his last year. So give me Duke plus three and money line because I think that they definitely could show out. And Mateo Durant's gonna have a monster day. Yeah, I, I I want Coach Cut to get as many good wins as he can on his last hurrah. Virginia and North Carolina, what is the line? I took it at plus nine when it opened up with Virginia. It's at plus seven and a half right now. I'm still taking Virginia to cover that. I'm also I think Virginia has a really good chance to win this game. But, okay, Drake. But um, nope, nope. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a really, really good chance to win this game. My B 
fear is I think that's like Virginia is really, really hyped up right now because they did beat up Illinois. Illinois is not good. This should be a revenge game for Carolina, how they got smacked last time. They got caught sleeping when they went up to Charlottesville. So I'm hoping that they want to have revenge and take it out and win at home, especially in the night game atmosphere, and be the team everyone says they can be. But, you know, it's Carolina. They they could let you down. It's happened before. (laughs) I agree with that. So here's what – and my thinking – I was very torn on this. I actually listened to uh, y'all's episode yesterday um, on the way home from work. And I'm a trends guy, and when – What's the word before? When Tyler said that, you know, Bronco Mendenhall's 8 and 22 on the road, mm-hmm. then you know what? Give me Virginia to cover, but give me UNC to win. So that's going to be my pick. <sighs> Finally, Furman and <laughs> NC State <laughs> playing at Carter Finley Stadium on ESPN 3 at 7 30. What we got? Yeah, give me NC State just to win the game. I don't even think we have a line for that open right now. I need, I think Devin Leary and Coach Dave Dorn need to actually do to win demonstrably because they were just embarrassing against Mississippi State. A Mississippi State's team that's probably in the cellar of the actual SEC, who Mississippi State's going to probably lose to Memphis this weekend too. So That's tough, Jersey Drake. That's that's hard because hey, – when, when you lose money, I get tough on you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, amen. I, I'd rather you be upset because you're losing money than be the kind of people that are just about fantasy football who are like super psychotic to the point where like, you made me go down the point, but they play without money. So I'm like, you guys really – need a hobby you know it's okay we need to figure <laughs> something out for you it's it's all right but no I agree I think that coach Doran has got to show and prove you know for the rest of the season because listen we understand you're great at winning games you're supposed to win that was for a long time state's hurdle we're past that we've got to win some games that should be like the tennis the Tennessee and Pittsburgh game we assumed that NC State would step up in the same way they did not deliver. So they have got to figure it out. They got to figure it out quick unless, you know, you want to have this 10-win talk. You got to show up. There's that. Well, you got all your games covered. You got all your times. You got the lines. You've got everything you need to get ready for week three of college football. And if you want to bet further, strongly encourage you to hit up the bet betting podcast, Locked on Bets, with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Daily picks, law specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. You can follow that podcast at betonline.ag, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Jersey Drake, as you round out the show, please let folks, rem- please remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work. Yeah, guys, you can follow me at tally underscore underscore Drake. You can follow my co host, Max Moody, at MaxMoody17. You can follow our community at Knowles Anonymous. It was the podcast that we had before joining Locked On Seminoles. Thanks to Candace and Ross. And that's where we take all questions, you know, fan mail, you know, five star reviews and all that. Please, you know, Come and join us. And also, Cass, I'm going to change my pick extra real quick for Wake and FSU. I'm going to take us to win that game by 10 points and cover. Look at you. you. No, you convinced are... me you're right. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. You're right. You know what? We're <laughs> FSU. We don't lose to Wake Forest. We don't. Come on. I'm sorry. Let's do it. Let's do it. Listen, let's go. Give, give them the one-two oh, punch. The pep, the pep step. All right. That sounds perfect. Well, we hope you guys have a great and safe weekend. Please be smart and safe out there. Wear your mask. All that good stuff. And we'll be back on Monday with all the recaps of week three, the scores, and whatever have you. Until next time, Candace Cooper and Jizzy Drake.